Konnichiwa! Welcome to In Our Community Podcast Season 2, where we talk about life, fitness, youth training, nutrition, and more. Recorded at Resurrection Movement Studio in Danville, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Coach Hitty, and sitting across from me is our lovely co-host, one and only, Coach Michelle. Diversity, inclusivity, and striving to be better. Fresh off of Dance Life Teacher Conference, I sat down to discuss some of the things I had the chance to learn last week particularly in the area of the diversity and inclusivity in the dance studio setting. Even if you're not a dancer or one of our dance families, I think there are some golden nuggets in this episode. Thank you for listening as always. Please don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes. Let's get this started. Fresh off of the uh, Dance Teacher Conference last week, I want to kind of recap and talk about things that, some of the things that I learned. Thanks for holding down the whole fort while I was going, dudes. Sure thing. Was it a fun week here? It was. It was a busy week. It was a blur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, it was busy for me, too. The week kind of flew away, but I learned a ton. It was, you know, I've gone to a lot of dance teacher conferences, um, but I'd say this was probably the most beneficial one for me. Uh, in the past, like dance teacher conference, I'll come back with a lot of materials, you know, like a lot of choreography or steps to teach. Mm-hmm. But this one was more on teaching you how to teach or what to incorporate to create a better culture or you know one of the things that i want to talk about today is becoming a more uh racially inclusive dance studio and i know that's like you know some people probably gasp just by hearing that word right like you know um but there's so many layers to it to uncover and there's so much that i learned from just attending that one seminar that I'm just grateful that I was able to attend uh, while my staff held down the fort. So, Isn't that awesome when you go to a conference and it's just such an eye-opener and you feel so motivated then to initiate it and just want to learn so much more? Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I make it a point to make sure I attend one of these, you know, at least once a year. Last year was a little different story, but, you know, when I saw that this was back, I was so excited because to be re-inspired, to try to, you know, to be challenged to think a little differently is always good, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's how we grow. So I want to encourage our young listeners to do so. And even if our adults are listening, you know, continuously be willing to be challenged and be inspired and, you know, new ways to think a little differently throughout throughout the day and throughout the year is so important. I kind of want to just write, dive right into this topic because... It's um, it has made me think a lot. You know, I like to think we are a pretty inclusive and diverse studio, especially given the small town that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know, Danville is ninety percent white in population. Last time I looked, so it's a pretty undiverse area of Pennsylvania. I, you know, you know, it's funny. Side note: uh, every time at the conference, you know, people ask you like, "Where you're from?" Right. You know that in these big conferences, if you say Danville, Pennsylvania, nobody's going to know where that is. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I um, started describing as, you know, middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. <laughs> and so, you know, the, what the follow up question to that is, is, oh, how far away from Philly are you or Pittsburgh are you, depending on whichever city right. they're closest to? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know, we're about two and a half hours away from Philly and four hours away from Pittsburgh. And they're like. Oh, <laughs> you are really middle of nowhere. I was like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Have you ever ran into that before? I, I have, but you know, a lot of times I get surprised because I'll go and somebody will say like, oh, I'm from, you know, so-and-so, or, or they know Geisinger. That mm. often happens too, or, or Bloom University. Really? I'm not really too confident that people know where Geisinger and Bloom University is. It depends. Depends. Because if you asked me prior to moving to Danville, if I knew those places, I'd be like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Come again? <laughs> so, uh, so basically, that was my answer. And uh, so this is, was the very last session that I attended of the week. It was Thursday, held around lunchtime, and actually went longer than scheduled because, you know, everybody was just kind of, you know, kept chiming in and talking and it was, it was a really, really good conversation. So the session was called serving racially diverse populations, a guide to for guide for teachers and studio owners presented by a lady named Erica Hogan. Keep in mind that the uh, dance studio owner industry is predominantly white, white females. Um, so whenever I go to these conferences, I know I go there expecting that I'm going to be the minority. Uh, and it's always the case. And it doesn't like bother me too much. But one of the participants in, in this seminar, you know, kind of put it as like, and he was a black male. He said, you know, I know heading into the weekend, I'm jumping into not my world, but somebody else's. I can relate to that. And there are things that happens in this world that that is normalized that that's not a normal to us. And it resonates with me so well because I think a lot of times things are done or things are created out of good intentions. But when you're not in the population of the people who it was created for, something feels a little off. Right. For example, right? I never, ever thought about this. And, you know... What was the word that I was thinking of to describe how it is? Um, ignorance is the word. I was kind of ignorant towards this issue. But you know, like, pink and nude Leos, mm -hmm. right? I never realized that those are made to match your skin color. So when you ask a black dancer to wear a pink and nude Leo, it looks ridiculous on them. I never realized that. You know what I mean? Like, I, it was never a thought in my head. And I am guilty of not recognizing that that's an issue. But when you put up a picture of a ballet dancers, a white, white female ballet dancers in pink and new Leo, they look fine. Mm -hmm. But then there's one or two black dancers within the mix, and it doesn't look right. Do you know what I mean? Right. I never thought about that with pink. I always did with nude mm. and flesh-colored crayons. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And so one of the other interesting conversation that came of this, well, there's a couple others, is hairstyle. You know, um, I never realized how difficult it is to work with black hair. Do you know what I mean? Black people's hair, once they put it as, if you um, if you ask them to put it in one style, it is practically impossible to switch to a different hairstyle within the recital. Okay. So, because they, you know, if, especially if you, have, if you have to put it in a bun, they'll have to use so much product that, like, it's not going to change. 
within that short time frame. Gotcha. Okay. Makes sense. I got some wild hair myself. (laughs) (laughs) So unaware, ignorant. um, But now that I know, I want to make a change. Right. And uh, the thing about these is, you know, one of the participants in the seminar said, you know, it's what's interesting is some of the dance styles like tap, jazz, hip hop, they were born in the black communities. The root of those dances were born in the black communities. Yet the way it is taught in dance studios is in European style Mm. and everything that lines up with European style of teaching dance. Think about that for a minute. Yeah. It's very interesting, right? And so I'm sure when it was first created and when first it was, you know, started to be set the stand what the standards were. It was unintentionally um favored towards white population. You see how I'm trying to be really careful with my war choices. <laughs> right, right. Um I'm trying to be careful because I want this podcast to be inclusive. And I know the, the, the goal of this conversation is not to put the blame, but the goal is to open people's eyes to see different perspective. So to do that and to have a conversation on diversity like this, the presenter or the people that's talking about it also have to be very, very careful with the word choices to not to offend, but to invite people into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I'm very passionate about this topic and it touches a very soft spot in my heart. So I'm kind of like be trying to be very careful. Um, these are things that, number one, as a male instructor, a male dancer, I never realized this side of the dance industry existed, right? But I should because I operate a dance studio, which requires dancers to do certain things. Yet I didn't pay enough attention to say this is being non-inclusive in one way or another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, as I think about it, we've just really come to accept all of these things rather than try to change it. Yes. And that's the problem. And, um, you know, I, I am a, a, f- a fully, uh, I'm a full believer in that, like, everybody, everybody has good intentions, mm-hmm. right? But you can also make an ignorant good intentional decisions. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can make a, a, a decision coming from a good place while yet being ignorant to the situation. Right. Because you only see one perspective. So, like, I can see ballet instructors or ballet teachers wanting, like, no, 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 this is how I grew up. This is what my studio expected. So, this is what I like to pass on because there are certain standards that I want my girls to understand. I can understand that. But at the same time, in today's ever-revolving world, we need to adapt and we need to make small changes to make sure that overall to the entire population that we serve, we're being inclusive. Mm -hmm. And my goal, even for this small community that we live in, is we want us to be as inclusive as possible. Am I still going to fail? Absolutely. This was a good stumbling block that I stumbled upon that taught me so much that I wasn't aware of. 
And I would have never looked at this situation unless it wasn't for this seminar. And for that, I am very, very grateful that I attended this seminar. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I wouldn't call it in the future. You know, you're saying, are you still going to fail? I wouldn't even call it that. You know, you're just open to learning. There's always going to be new things that, that we can learn, especially in this area. Things that we've taken for granted all of our lives. Mm -hmm. uh, and now, you know, we see a need for change finally. Yeah, I think, you know, like, I don't mind calling it a failure. You know, like how often we tell the kids, like, don't be afraid of failing. Mm -hmm. And I think it's part of that is it's important to call it what it is. It's like, yeah, I failed to see the whole picture. Mm -hmm. So what do you do with that failure? You make a change and try to make it a little bit better at a time. So because this this idea of failure has like a negative connotation, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to fail. Like, don't be, afraid, you know, don't fail. But no, 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 fail. Like, the most successful people, I heard a quote over the weekend, too, that really, really sat well with me. Most successful people have failed the most. Mm -hmm. Because un unless you fa fail many, many times, you don't succeed. You know, there's a, there's a Japanese saying, it's like, you, if you fall seven times, you better get up eight times. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like continuously encouraging you to fail and then continue to get up. And then uh, that is like, that's important to me when I hear it, you know, and I hope that like it resonates really well with a lot of listeners. And I hope that a lot of kids understand that because I think there's a lot of kids population who are afraid, afraid to fail. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. What do you think about all this, Dubes? Yeah, I, it was an eye opener to me. I read the the new guidelines for the dance season that you're working on, and and it was it 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 uh, it, it opened my eyes to a, a lot of things and how you're going to address that in the new year and approach it with the dance instructors is very interesting. Uh, you know, it's um, I love I love the industries that we work in. Uh, because there's a lot of things that's similar. And I think it's true about any industry that you're a part of. And diversity plays such a huge role in both industries uh, or lack thereof. And my goal is to, at least within our facility, to make it more inclusive and more diverse in many ways. Not just one, but many ways. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that like one of the things that I always think about is when I look at my staff on the fitness side, we are super diverse. Mm -hmm. When I look at the staff on the dance side, we're not so diverse. <laughs> right. And that's something that like every year when it comes to hiring process, I'm always keeping in mind. But here's the thing. And here's the thing is like, I don't want to fill the diversity bucket just to fill the diversity bucket. Exactly. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. I think that happens in a lot of places also. Yes. So it's like you look at your staff and you're trying to be inclusive. So then you hire like two people of color or two people from different background, or you use stock image of, you know, people from all the other place to promote your facility and you show up to the place and wow, there is no diversity at all. Mm -hmm. you know and, th and that's a problem like it the diversity and the inclusivity must come from the heart and the desire to want to really change and before even desiring and wanting to change you must understand what it truly means and it's a and then there is i'm gonna be the first one to say i don't know everything about it but i'm always open to learning more and more mm -hmm. you know like one of 
the trainings that I took in the earlier in the in the year to me was very uncomfortable. It was about gender um, equality. Mm hmm. And they use so many terms that I didn't. I remember. I think I remember talking to you afterwards. Yeah. I didn't understand like terminologies and pronouns. I wasn't up to date on that, and I was very. I I got educated on it through that um through that seminar, and I didn't understand what cisgender meant. You know, cis male, cis female.、Mm -hmm. Basically, it's it's what you were born with, right? Like basically the female the the the、uh, sex organs that you were born with refers to cisgender. Correct.、Mm. Yeah, and、uh, so I had to do a deep dive into like figuring out what that is and kind of tap into the resources and figuring out answers. And and it wasn't something that like I didn't think I needed to learn, but if I wanted to be、uh, owner of a place where it's going to focus on inclusivity, inclusivity and diversity, I own it to the people that I serve to continue to educate myself in that regards. Right. And there's so much going on in regards to all of this that there just can't be enough learning. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's hard to navigate through. I'm not gonna lie. It's hard to navigate through. Yeah. There's constantly new information, so it is it is hard to keep up. My kids try to keep me on top of a lot of these things too, but it is it's it's hard to keep up. And once I think I've got it, then something. Something new or something I didn't know、mm -hmm. comes my way,、mm -hmm. and、um, you know, to me, this idea of being inclusive and diverse—I think everybody can basically say, like, "Oh yeah, like I want—I'd like to think myself as inclusive and diverse, and I want to be that." If you know, if I don't, you know, if I don't seem that way,、um, I don't doubt that anybody has that desire. It's just. I think a lot of us lacks the effort to actually dig dive in, and in trying to understand what it means because it makes us feel a little bit uncomfortable.、Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, no way I'm a racist. No way that, like, I'm not being inclusive. There, well, these are these are what I've been taught. These are what I was raised with. So this is my faith is more important than what what you want me to believe in, kind of thing. You know what I mean? And that goes into a whole different subject,、um, but to sum it up, at least for me, because I like to think I'm a, I'm a spiritual person, right? And spirituality, diversity, inclusive, inclusiveness can all go together. Spirituality to me says, you know, love your neighbor, die yourself. Like,、right. love whoever it is that is your neighbor. There is no、uh, list of things that you must follow for me to love someone. I can love anyone. Right. Right. And then inclusivity and diversity falls right into that category. I want to accept you for who you are、mm -hmm. and what you are, and for me to be able to do that, I want to know you and I want to understand you. Yes, that's how I like to sum this whole thing up because it's it is complicated, yet it can be very simple to really try to want to learn and understand. Do you know what I mean?、Mm -hmm. um, that was very well said. Oh, thank you. Maybe I'll use it as a、uh, <laughs> as a teaser. There's、clip. the teaser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping the timestamp in mind, so then I know what you want to go. Yeah. <laughs> There you、to. go. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's a heavy topic, 
But it makes me feel very hopeful to have come from that kind of conference and the seminar that I attended uh, to know that very slowly the needle is moving forward. Mm -hmm. And we, as a facility in a small community, can be the change in our community that we want to see everywhere else. Right. Right. That's a Gandhi's quote. Uh, we be the change that you want to see in the world. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorites, and I always keep that in back of my back, back my back pocket. And um, you know, I want to encourage all the listeners: like wherever you are, these types of change are possible. And no matter how small, it could add up to a big change in the long run. I've heard one time said that it takes about, and and this was like uh, at a church. You know, it, it takes about seven people to approach someone for that person to become interested in your religion or faith or whatever you want to call it. And oftentimes we, as the people um, that's showing what that is or talking about it, don't get to become that seventh person person. That opportunity is very rare. Um, we as People who want to see the change in diversity and inclusivity must be okay with being the person one or two or three or four or five or six mm -hmm. because that's leading to the big change, which hopefully, and I know it will eventually happen. So do the work if you are passionate about this topic like we are, and we'll continue to learn and we'll continue to work together. And, um, you know, whatever role you feel like you can play in, you know, go at it and continue to educate yourself. I think that's the message, right? Definitely. That's the key. Yeah. Just keep learning. Keep, keep an open mind. And like you said, be the change. Yeah. So I think that was pretty good. I mean, it was, it's a little shorter podcast than usual, but um, it touched on some heavy topics and, yeah. uh, I want to give people thinking. Yeah. I want to give listeners some time to just kind of think on their own. And as always listeners, we love hearing feedback from you guys. So feel free to email us at rmsdanville at yahoo.com. Yeah. Let us know if there's other ways that we should be inclusive, whether it's on the fitness side, on the dance side, things we might not have even considered. Yeah. I mean, if you guys have any ideas as to like how our facility can be become more inclusive and diverse, we'd love to hear from you. You know, the, be willing to learn is one of the things that we like to think that we do often. So let us know. Thank you for listening as always, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.